Hello, and welcome to Live Well with Jacqueline, the podcast being recorded live at the beaches of Cape Cod. So many of you loved it when I did an episode here a while back, and I thought I'd gift you this treasure of a moment. Today is February 11th. And I had a really incredible healing session with my Reiki master. Now stay with me, because we're going to get to some juicy details here in a second. But even if you're like not into it, we'll just hang tight. I've always believed in a spiritual side of myself. And always when I'm at a bit of a crossroads in my life, when I'm really about to make a huge transition... I always have a session because I want to feel really grounded in what I'm about to do and explore and feel so connected, not only with myself, but with the other support that's out there in the universe that helps kind of reaffirm where I'm headed. So I always go into my sessions with a few questions, with a few ideas, with a few asks, and come out of it having just such amazing clarity. Today was no exception. And being able to work with my practitioner, we were really able to help me get very honest with what I wanted to share. And then also helping me to understand that I'm exactly where I need to be right now in both my personal and my professional life. So, I'm here to share with you a story about me and my health. And that on April 22nd of 2022, I will be having an explant surgery of my breast implants. I have been waiting for this day for, I honestly like to say two years, but this whole journey started, I mean, really from the first phone call to actually have a consult. I did that last March in 2021. So it's almost been a full year of waiting for this day. Got breast implants in 2005. So they um, are about 16 years old. And I got them because I never really had really fantastic breasts. I always looked like (laughs) I looked like I breastfed four babies and I'd never had a kid, truthfully. Never very good collagen or elasticity in that regard, and they were just like triangly, pointy, not very attractive. And I didn't feel very confident, you know, without wearing a bra or standing naked for that matter. And listen, you know, I'm a woman who lives in the United States of America. I want to feel confident in my body, I want to feel good, and I have access to those things. So I did that. We started with the implant. And then when that wasn't quite enough, we actually went in and then did a lift. I'm a relatively good scar healer. So even if you were to just kind of take a look at me now, uh, you wouldn't even probably be able to tell that I have them. I got a brand by a company called Mentor. At the time, I was part of a study. And they were doing these gummy bear textured silicone implants. My surgeon at the time... I chose him based on a referral and he's a fabulous doctor 
uh, would take care of a lot of breast cancer survivors. He was explaining to me how these were just going to be fantastic because the way that they were shaped would be really helpful to my aesthetic. How they were kind of like a solid material was going to be really good because possibly less potential for leakage. I was told that these were safe lifetime devices. However, I was also told that they probably should be replaced around the 20 year mark. Now, I cannot find literature that states this or supports this, and I guarantee you it's pulled off whatever website I try to find because I was searching and searching. But I was told that these were safe. I'm not even sure what the word safe means, but I have to tell you something. I've been sick for a long time. I have Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Why do I have that? Along with symptoms of anxiety, depression, massive brain fog, exhaustion, fatigue, hair loss, gut disturbances, IBS, SIBO, brain odds, insomnia, massive insomnia for 13 years, night sweats. Yeah. What is all that? I'm going to also be honest. I did get diagnosed with a low thyroid, a little low thyroid, back in the very beginning of chiropractic school. And they attributed it to stress. And I actually, unfortunately at that time, also had alopecia areata, which is patchy hair loss. I had five, maybe quarter to half dollar size patches of hair that just fell out. Like legit bald spots. But then eventually, like, I got my thyroid tested and they evened out. And so I kind of hopped off medicine. That was it. How do I know that I've been dealing with Hashimoto's now was several years ago I saw a functional medicine doctor because I was basically trying not to shit my pants while I was adjusting my chiropractic patients and I was having explosive diarrhea. Yeah, if you feel like you want to not talk about poop, you can hop off this podcast. But I'm sharing with you the down and dirty details of how this has affected my life. And I would cry on the way to work because I was so exhausted, so tired. I couldn't imagine going to take care of patients and mind you I had slept nine hours and I was going in at one o'clock in the afternoon and I was like how can I take care of you when I can't even take care of myself and I remember crying to Jonathan just saying I can't I can't do this I don't want to do this what's wrong with me I kept asking what's wrong with me what is why do I feel this way Am I going crazy? I also thought I was going crazy. I remember being so depressed, laying on, like, massive season of depression, laying on the sofa. Wondering. Why? Um, oh, I wouldn't plan on telling you this. I actually, um... I even wrote a suicide note. 
I knew I knew how I was gonna do it. I'm not gonna tell you that part, but that's when I knew something was really fucking wrong. Cause I'm like, this isn't me. So I knew there was a problem, but I didn't know what it was. A couple more years go by. Symptoms get a little bit better. I get treated for SIBO. Okay, gets better, but comes back. Get treated for SIBO again. Gets better, comes back. Go in for a third time, still has SIBO. My functional medicine doctor says it's in my head and that I need to go do some mental therapy. Which, listen, we know the gut-brain axis, fine. But at the same time, I fired her because I was like, well, that still doesn't take care of the issue at hand. Okay. I just kept thinking, well, why is this recurring so much? There's got to be something more at the root here. Well, then COVID hit, so then I really felt alone, and I was like, there's no way I can try to find another doctor right now. Like, there's too much other things going on, too many other things going on. But the thing that happened at that time, too, was a lot of my life stopped, and the stressors that were, like, poking holes in the fabric of my life ended for that time being, so I wasn't as stressed, right? I was able to sleep. I didn't have to get up and rush out of the house at six o'clock in the morning. There was all these things that were shifting. So my symptoms got a little bit better. But eventually the waxing and waning came back and my dear friend Julia was like, have you ever thought that it might be your breast implants? And I said, yeah, I actually have. And I've been hearing about this breast implant illness And I'm doing some research and I have so many of these symptoms. So I went, um, actually, so that actually happened before COVID because I had been entertaining this idea of breast implant illness and I went back to my original surgeon and I went to him because I'd lost quite a bit of weight and I had some sagging skin in my breasts. And he's like, yeah, this is normal, especially when you lose weight like you did. And I said, all right, well what do you think about breast implant illness? I said, I think I might want to consider removing these. I want to know what my options are. He said, there's no evidence to support that that exists. Now you, if you start researching this, after you get off this podcast, you're going to see that's the fucking company line that's towed by so many practitioners. And that's right there when I knew he would not be my surgeon anymore going in the future and that I needed to take kind of precautions into my own hands but I tabled it I tabled it because I then had a conversation with my gynecologist and I said what do you think about this by the way my gynecologist is the best doctor I've had in my entire life we've had a relationship uh, for nearly 17 years and he's just an amazing human he's always been like my guy by my side lets me go back and forth with him And he said to me, Jacqueline, I want you to think about this. It could be related. I'm not going to deny that. There's things that I'm hearing about this out there. I also want you to understand that you've lived with these implants for a better chunk of your life. And your body aesthetics going to change. And then what if you remove them and your symptoms don't get better? Do you feel like it's going to be worth it? big question that was during COVID so I sat with that for a while 
sat with that for a long time. Because I thought, wow, what if he's right? What if I go through all of this? This big surgery, anesthesia, removal, uh, my more scarring, my breasts don't look that great. And it's all for what? Not. But what's the not really? So I kept going back and forth thinking, well, do I need the symptoms to get better? Or do I just need to know that my body is rid of this toxic shit and that's going to be good enough? I read the book Julia gave me and I thought, all right, it's time. I need to make an appointment with someone who specializes in doing explants. So I hopped on the Facebook group. So there's this massive Facebook group. It's like 157,000 women. Breast Implant Illness Facebook group. Managed by a woman named Nicole who started with this movement. And I found the name of my doctor, Dr. George Chatson. He's up in New Hampshire. And I scheduled a consult with him. I called last March. And his first opening for a consult was October. <laughs> and I started laughing. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> wow. Okay. Clearly he's a, you know, one of the best. They're all bumped out this far, by the way. It's just how far it is. Well, once you finally make that appointment and you decide, like, I'm ready, like, yesterday. (sighs) But I had to wait. Waiting is the hardest part with all of this. Because you want it then, but it just takes time. So finally my day comes to have the consult with him. And I get up to New Hampshire and I'm in his office. And he's one of the just... He's a bedside manner is incredible. He's very sweet and kind. Very honest. He's a plastic surgeon. Believes in breast and implant illness. Wants to do a capsulectomy and block, like remove all the things, right? Because when you get an explant done, you want to make sure they remove the capsule, which is your body's natural kind of formation around the implant to protect you from the toxic bullshit that you're implanting. <laughs> And I remember sitting in there with him and I kind of got flustered because I was so excited to be there and I just wanted to tell him all the things. And he said, you know, I believe you. He said he believed me. And for the first time I felt really validated. I wasn't fucking crazy. And that somebody was going to help me. And I said, if I could even sleep like one night through, this would be worth it. And that's when I knew like I was going to do this no matter what. I was like, here's my credit card. Take my money. They're like, well, it doesn't work that way. I'm like, no, but give me a surgical date. I like, here's the money. Just take it. Let's go. I don't care about insurance, private pay, like get these fucking things out right now. Well, you know, it doesn't work that way. So I had to go through all of the steps to look for prior authorization, get the surgical date, get on the schedule, and we booked it for April 22nd. And I planned it out pretty strategically 
because I knew that Jonathan and I had some plans again to go to Florida. I also wanted to be done with the surgery by my birthday, which is June 21. Now, mention, uh, now mind you, I said be done with the surgery and kind of on the road to healing. But the road to healing is long with this, you guys. They say... For as long as you've had your implants, that's how many months you need to consider it to take for your healing. 16 years of having these gummy bear silicone gel implants stuck to the front of my chest wall underneath the muscle means a minimum of 16 months of healing. I know what you're already thinking. Jacqueline, is it going to be worth it? How do you know it's going to be?